Lori, how are you? You know, I'm pretty fucking good, I gotta say. Like, wow. I'm not suffering, and that, to me, is success. So, yeah. Let's do our hand claps. One, One two, two, three. Great, that's our sync. Great. Hey, and do you know what? What? That applause was also for you. Oh, fantastic, thank you. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Where are you today? I am in the Western Catskills of New York State uh, at the... I love that for you. Uh, You've taken up comedy. Uh, yes. Like stand-up comic in the, in the Catskills. Yeah. Uh, it's no longer the borscht belt. It's like the mm-hmm. fucking... I don't know what people eat up here. The... Well, I think you know what they eat. Come on. I do. Bolognese. What, what have you been eating? Pop yeah. pies. What have, yep. No, uh, to be honest, what have I been eating? Brown rice... Ezekiel bread, uh, bananas. Um, yeah, I mean, when I'm when I'm you're, you're, left to my own devices. Your boyfriend is a chef. What is happening? Yes. Well, I will say the other night uh, I got here Thursday, and the other night I got to help. I I was given the privilege of working. Yeah. Um, yeah. For a the, there was a private dinner that he was the chef at, and they needed he needed a waiter because his regular person was out of town. So I got to be the waiter. And can I just tell you, it was yeah. really fun. And did I, did I do a perfect job? I did not. But uh, I didn't make any mistakes that upset or injured or got anyone dirty and, or Fantastic. sick. That's all we can ask for. Yeah. Fine. And, uh, and in that evening, I did eat some really, truly delicious things. Uh, it was a multi-course tasting menu uh there was some braised romesco there was a salad with um whatever that trendy pink lettuce is that everyone's uh only taking pictures of the pink lettuce does it taste good we don't we don't know know. we don't know we it tastes pink it's fine uh some of that with some uh what are they called persimmons very thinly sliced persimmons delicious sure I had some olive oil cake with the little candied uh, citrus segments and some whipped cream. Can can we pause for a second? Sure. I've I've re- uh, how do we feel about olive oil cake in general? How do you feel about it? Because I never know how I feel. I don't have an opinion. I'm just not sure. I think it's delicious. I think it's it's Great. pound cake that's moist or sometimes Fine. yeah and also it's just All right. Sold. It's a very easy do ahead for restaurants. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I, mm-hmm. I feel fine about it. You know, it's yeah, among the it cakes, good. it stands out or it stands Love up it. or whatever. Uh, what else did I eat? Mm. Also some cold calzone from the previous day from like a nondescript uh, pizza parlor, because that's what you eat when you work in the kitchen. Yeah. Just a yeah. bite of somebody else's cold calzone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Is that a euphemism? Yeah. Is that literal? Like, I don't know. Uh, no, it's it's literal. It was, and and okay, I saw okay. Antonio eating it, and I was like, "That's gross. I don't want any of that." And then, like ten minutes later, I was like, "Oh, it's actually I'm dying delicious." Yeah. <laughs> uh, there were some other things. There, I, there was a ribeye on the menu. I did not get to eat any of the ribeye. Um, okay. Understandably. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. A lot of good stuff. But left to my own devices, I tend to go very plain and healthy because I know that when uh, 
when we are together or when Antonio comes home from work, there will be like a pot pie full of cassoulet or, you know, yeah. whatever, something. So I'm trying to balance it out a little bit. I love that for you. I do. I do. Yeah. So the Catskills, uh, you will probably run into people from Brooklyn if you come here. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Mm. That's nice. Well, that's got to be nice for you from Queens. Is it? I don't know. Actually, last time. I, no. One of the last times I was I was here, trying. I was trying, though. <laughs> I ran into Faraday, and that was truly a, a delight. Yes. That is fantastic. Yeah. I knew she when was. did in, you see Faraday? Well, I knew she was in town because of her Instagram. Uh, yeah. And so it was like, oh, I'm also in town, but we didn't make a plan to get together. And then I went hiking and coming down the trail in the opposite direction as I was heading back to my car was Faraday. And, I and her friend, that's, I think her name was Kate, and she was lovely. That's, that's, what a great yeah. place to see Faraday. Yeah, it's Faraday. I love that for both Sadigan of you. from mm-hmm. Munchies. She's the culinary Munchies. director of Munchies. And she is we love her. an absolutely delightful human being. Do you know she was our last live guest? Oh my God. And she did cake ones with us. Wow, that was a long time ago. We are going to talk Julia Child. Yes. Welcome to Carp Face. Hello. This is a podcast about Lori Woolever. That's her. And Chris Thornton. <laughs> she did it. You, I, you know, it was almost seamless. It was incredible. It took me a minute to be like, oh, there's something that's expected of me now. It's to introduce <laughs> my co-host. One of these days, I will remember what the format is. This is a podcast. It is sometimes about food. It is also about us. And it is about, right now, Julia Child's cooking show. Yeah. We love that for her. Mm-hmm. We love it for her. We're on our second episode of Julia Child. <laughs> we went to... Now, she's got, what, about 10 seasons. So, last time we... we watched her her debut episode i don't know if it was her pilot but it was her debut episode mm-hmm. and now we're we're watching about halfway through and then next time we're going to watch her very last episode oh, of man. the series and that series Lori, what's that series called do you even remember it's, <laughs> it's called the french chef with julia mm-hmm. child which is you know there Absolutely. are like two at least two lies in that but that's fine she's american that's right and she's not a trained Mm -hmm. chef but you know the the semantics being what they were in the 60s i'm not gonna fight with it it's fine absolutely not we are watching volume five episode three queen of sheba cake now this is in 1965 when it was recorded Mm -hmm. so that's at least 10 years ago (laughs) maybe more and then the episode was 30 minutes long it is in black and white Mm -hmm. at the end of the series she i i I was looking ahead she does end up in color Mm. and we love that for her Mm -hmm. we absolutely love that for her i think color would have helped on this episode as we as we dig into it yes yeah 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 uh, so it's the Queen of Sheba cake, 30 minutes, and uh, it starts off with a bang. Now, I did watch this with my wife this morning. Mm-hmm. Normally, uh, I try to not make her part of anything that you and I do, Lori, because why Why screw up her life? Okay. Right? Why bring her down? <laughs> with the likes um, of me. <laughs> <laughs> with us, right? Sure. And uh, and Cliss, like mm-hmm. I, she doesn't even. I don't think she knows about mm-hmm. Cliss. I'm not even sure she's aware. And if you don't know who Cliss is, I say good for you, yeah. listener. Um, 
Julia's coming in. Starts off with a bang. She's holding two teacups and saucers on saucers, right? She's holding the saucers, not the teacups, because that would be weird. Mm. She is smiling at the camera. You can tell somebody told her energy. Yeah, she is jacked uh, and, she... and directed. <laughs> oh, my God. And she's walking into a what's clear a PBS set. Mm-hmm. It, it feels like a nicer high school production of a fancy living or dining room. Yeah. Um, it has how that. How do you feel about that? The, the light, it has that, that angle of light, which never like you, there's no yeah. where on earth that the sun <laughs> shines in your window at the angle Mm-mm. that it shines in on these cooking show sets. I love it. It's amazing. It, uh, yeah, it's a much. It it's a real upgrade from the first season, um, which yes. looked like it could have been anybody's. Not particularly fancy kitchen. This is. I don't. I don't know if it's if it's referencing Tuscany or California or mm-hmm. neither of mm-hmm. those things. But or France. Yeah, we oh, don't France. know. Yeah, that would <laughs> that would make sense. Maybe France. We don't know. Yeah. But it, what it feels like is uh, Julia Child and her her fifth season said we're gonna french this the fuck up mm, mm-hmm. i want an upgrade and so they said absolutely mm-hmm. uh you deserve it like she's not being a tyrant at all like she this is not over they i don't think they went over budget on on her set which is fine yeah but they classed it up we've got yeah. fake windows with n- no glass in them yeah <laughs> uh fake fake flowers mm-hmm. uh they have a is it, is it a sconce with candles am i saying that correctly a sconce mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a sconce a sconce uh with candles i don't know that they're lit it's just like french french it the fuck up let's go i am a powerhouse yep. so they did it oh, they did her. it it's not great it's not well, great, but I love it. It's probably it's probably it. great for 1965, uh, and with sponsors like whomever that was the was it a coffee company? Oh, I can tell you. Tell that. me the sponsors. Yeah, Polaroid and oh. Hills Brothers Coffee. Polaroid, pretty big, and Hills Brothers Coffee, huge. Yeah. Polaroid at that time, come on, yeah, massive, uh, massive. Hills Brothers, I don't know. Sure, I think big. at the time they were uh, they were a player in the coffee space. Um, if you said something like coffee space to somebody in 1965, I feel like you would just have to go to jail. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I think that's Let's fair. talk about Julia Child. <laughs> uh, she, like we said before, she she's coming in hot. She is psyched. Oh. She says something. She kind of promises something at the beginning that they don't necessarily deliver. They don't deliver on it. But I, was, I love it. They She, she says... We're having a champagne and coffee party today. Yeah. Lori, I screamed. Yeah. I screamed. I was like, a champagne and coffee? Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, I am in for this. Mm-hmm. We do not have a champagne or coffee party. Yeah. There are no beverages offered. Certainly not champagne. No. And certainly not coffee. They show champagne right at the end. Right at the end. Yeah. They'll show us, they show us a bottle of champagne. We see no coffee. Hills Brothers is sponsoring this. Where did the coffee show really up? Really sleeping on the job. And in fact, she ta- later she talks us out of using coffee in the recipe. So you might. That's right. Some people you use could. coffee, but I don't want to. Fuck my sponsors. I don't sponsors. want to. The French wouldn't. This is how PBS I am. Fuck my sponsors. Ugh. It's kind of genius, actually. Yeah. All right, I love her. Yeah, she it is, it is kind of metal, isn't it? She's just like <laughs> to have these sponsors and to be like, "Go fuck yourself." Yeah. I'm not doing yeah, yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, oh, I wonder if my – I'm just – all right. This is like a technical note. Uh, but I wonder if my mm-hmm, machine shut mm-hmm. down because I have this um, blanket over the uh, – <laughs> basically my soundproofing I think may be like short-circuiting my computer. Uh, I'm going to just unplug it and see sure. if that makes a difference. Okay. Great. Are you still recording? Very important. Yeah, yeah. I just took the. I just disconnected the laptop from the power because I can feel the like little brick under my foot, and it's very hot. Uh (laughs) Oh, because it's under a down blanket. Uh, hire me to set up your home studio. I will break everything and put chairs on top of your nice blankets. Fine. Uh, Fine. So she says that this party is an honor. Of a cake. Yeah. We're going to have a champagne and coffee party today in honor of the Queen of Sheba cake. Which is which this turns out to be dark beauty. Dark beauty. And they show the cake. Lori, tell me about the cake. What was your reaction and level of beauty? Where would you read it? <laughs> all right. So it's black and white, first of all. The cake is... Sure. The cake maybe isn't, but appears to be microscopic it is a (laughs) it is an unimpressively sized cake not particularly well iced any with any kind of artistry it is a little (laughs) black puck that is like you know i guess maybe they were like listen play up your excitement play up your enthusiasm promise booze and coffee because this cake yeah. is not uh is not going to hold its own uh for this for this visual medium of television uh it yeah. was horrifying <laughs> it had slivered almonds shoved into the side with like the cut side maybe maybe split almonds mm-hmm. with the with the uh, cut side pointed out so those were arranged maybe every 3 or 4 inches around the cake 2 or 3 who cares and then whole blanched almonds on the top sort of decoratively not exactly and we're these are big fucking almonds Mm -hmm. the frosting job i wrote down this is the worst frosting (laughs) job i've seen since i first started masturbating in sixth grade wow it is a disaster on top it is it is a mess there's no artistry it and i'm not even talking like you know Duff has has come in and like you know done the fondant and like rolled it out and decorated the fuck out of it. I'm just saying it's I could have done better. Yeah. My children do better on a regular basis. I'm really worried about this cake. And she says it it has chocolate, almonds, rum, and butter. Yes. <laughs> like she really really it's she's it. very psyched oh. about this cake. It has chocolate, almonds, and rum and butter. <laughs> she just she really goes like, okay um, then she says let's get into the kitchen and mm-hmm. make the best chocolate cake you've ever put in your mouth and then we are forced to stare at this horrific cake while the credits roll and while the music plays and I don't remember yes. if the music was if they had the same music in the first episode but it is the same music that you see on an episode like a mid run episode of Little House on the mm-hmm. Prairie where mm-hmm. something delightful is happening, and then you realize that, like, little Albert has pooped in the wash tub. <laughs> and you just have to move and there on are three, with life. There, there are three more kids who have to take a bath. Yeah, yeah. That's what... Sorry. It was... It was so upsetting. Yeah. It was just... Oh. And we find out then, of course, we've got grants from Polaroid and, and uh, the Brothers Hill. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, it was, I, I, I wanted to watch this episode because it was halfway through and I thought it was an intriguing name. Mm-hmm. This is a real downer of an episode. Maybe it's. Do you remember? Well, it's not. I'm not being fair. I'm not being fair, but I'm not psyched to make this cake. Maybe it's what, Lori? I was going to say, maybe it's like under promise over deliver. Of course, we're never getting to taste the cake unless we make it ourselves. But maybe it's like, okay, maybe it looks like an unimpressive black puck of of mediocrity. But once you see what's in it, you're going to be excited to make it. I don't know. Yeah, it's or this is just like this was the standard for 1965. Like, yeah, we're not, you know, it does. It's not going to look good. Come on. Yeah, (laughs) it's the 60s. It's not going to look good. I mean, if you've seen the food photography Uh, from the 60s and 70s, aesthetic appeal never once seemed to cross anyone's mind. Kennedy was assassinated two years ago. The cake's not going to look good. Right. I wonder what happened in 1965. Let's oh. let's uh let's let's take a look okay. at what happened in 1965. Well, the Vietnam War, sure. Okay. Uh, that's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, we got Lyndon Johnson's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got his full term that's beginning, right? So he he won election, not re-election, you know. Mm-hmm. So he, he he won election. The Sound of Music premiered. Okay. In March of that year. So that feels really, really good. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the second attempt to march from Selma to Montgomery under Martin Luther King Jr. Mm-hmm. was stopped at the bridge. Mm. And that was the site of Bloody that was the site of Bloody Sunday to hold a prayer service. And uh that happened the day before where 200 Alabama state troopers clashed with 525 civil rights demonstrators mm. in Selma. No one was killed, but uh, we've got a lot of protests happening in March uh, for civil rights here in the U.S. And uh, Gemini 3. Hmm. NASA launches the United States' first two-person per- crew into Earth orbit. Mm. We've got a lot happening that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got some, um, draft cards being burned. We've got more protest. We've got more space shit happening. We've got the Watts riots happening in August of that year. The Beatles performed the first stadium concert in the history of rock at Shea Stadium in New York City. This is like a huge year Mm. uh, for civil rights. Uh, I'm so sorry. Man of La Mancha. Opens in Greenwich Village. Okay. In November, and I'm so sorry for not for not acknowledging that. Um, this is a huge year for history. Maybe that's a dumb thing to say, and I'm going to stand behind it. It just seems like a very pivotal year. Rockefeller, Campanella, Communist Block. Thank you. Roy Cohn, Waparon, Tuscanini, Dacron. <laughs> Finish it. Finish it. Dian Ben Fu falls rock around the clock. <laughs> Einstein, James Dean, Brooklyn Scott, our winning team, <laughs> Davy Crockett, Peter Pan, Elvis Presley, did they learn? Well, you know, food writers talk about how important it is to provide context for the food that's being created. Uh, I want you to know that riots are happening outside. And Julia's making this cake. Mm-hmm. I, maybe that's why she's not happy about it. I don't think she gives maybe, a fuck. Maybe that's why. Come on. 
She didn't give a fuck. Well, it's not about true. the cake or the world. I think she cares about the she world and not the cake. The world. I think she wants to be out there protesting and she has to make this fucking cake. She's CIA alum. She's not out there fucking protesting. Let me tell you something. Oh, you shut your mouth. She absolutely was out there protesting in her heart. Okay? In her she heart. had to make this fucking cake. She had to make this fucking cake in Boston or wherever. Now it's Boston. She had to cash those to Hills Brothers cake. checks. She did. Did she feel good about it? No. That's why you didn't get a coffee and champagne party. Yeah. I, you know who deserves one? No one. Mm-hmm. I don't know what her politics were. Like I'm just, I'll just say that. And please don't tell me. I don't care. I don't care either. No, don't write in. We don't want to know. <laughs> we don't want to know. Uh, uh, I just think that the outside world is really affecting this cake. Okay. As it should. Okay. Okay. She never tells us so, what Queen then, of Sheba means, by the way. She doesn't. She won't get into it, will she? No. It feels to have a racial reference. I Googled it and then I found whatever I found. I didn't, I absolutely did not remember, except I, I do remember. Yeah. I think there is a, I'm going to, I'm Googling it right now, which is very interesting mm-hmm. use of same, podcast same. time. Uh, I think, yes, there is a Queen of Sheba cat food. Oh. Uh, hmm. So it wasn't racial. Like it feels racial. I don't know. Um, again, it's biblical. Actually, is is what it is. So that's well, why I found course. it so of boring. Uh, all right. So I I'll meet your Wikipedia with another Wikipedia uh, mm-hmm. figure first mm-hmm. mentioned in the Hebrew Bible in the original story. She brings a caravan of valuable gifts for the Israelite King Solomon. The tale has undergone extensive Jewish, Islamic, and Ethiopian elaborations and has become the uh-huh. subject of one of the most widespread and fertile cycles of legends in the Orient. Um, well, we, mm. modern, that's just, okay, stop. Modern historians <laughs> identify Sheba with the South Arabian kingdom of Saba in present-day Yemen. The queen's existence is disputed among historians. So to Fine. me, none of this has anything to do with a chocolate almond cake, except that maybe in 1965 in the U.S., things like chocolate yep. and almonds were still considered uh, of uh, the Orient and not of mm-hmm. the Occident. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Julia does not mm-hmm. get into it. She won't get into it. And, and she didn't even have Wikipedia. All right. <laughs> I wish that she would right? pull out an Encyclopedia Britannica every time she needed to explain something. I do want to say she's, she says later on that this this cake is is good for any occasion, but it's also the best cake you've ever had. Which is it? Right. You know? Right. Are, are, are we just making a simple cake? We are. Which is fine. Mm-hmm. Is it fit for a queen? I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah. Just going to be brave there. All right. She gives us the recipe. Um, well, she starts to tell us what's in there. And and she explains. Oh, boy. <laughs> she explains that we've got that. Here's what we're going to need. She starts doing her. Say say this correct, correctly for me. Mise en place. Yes, that is correct. Did I do okay? Yeah. All right. So she starts doing mise en place, but she won't call it mise en place. Now, she's the French chef, and I don't understand why she won't say mise en place, but she talks about the importance of getting everything ready and putting it all together. She says she likes to use a black tray to put everything so she can see all of her ingredients, and then she won't forget one. Fine. Mm -hmm. 
just call it mise en place. You need a cake pan. You need chocolate flour, butter, almond extract, rum, three eggs separated, and sugar, and almonds. She also, I don't know if you caught this, and I re rewound it five times, and I'll try to play the audio here. She says, whenever you're going to make a cake, it, this is this is important, and I, I, don't, I don't know what she's talking about, but she says... Whenever you're going to make a cake, oh, she's talking about read the recipe first, mm -hmm. how important the it is. The preliminaries. But she says whenever, yes, yeah. whenever you're going to make a cake and particularly a chocolate cake, a chocolate cake, P-A-K-E, mm. I loved it. There's no stopping. She just keeps going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is live to tape, people. Mm -hmm. We ain't stopping for cake. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, it the I you know I think it's good to read any recipe whether it's a cake or a fucking sure. salad, but she, you know probably best you know especially with baking I suppose you have to um also like preheating the oven like come on uh but but you know she's teaching people who maybe haven't done a lot of cooking before the one thing I will say there is no silent H in Julia Child's world. If there is a WH, <laughs> you are pronouncing both of those letters. Whip, whip, whisk, whip, whites. I mean, it's almost a silent W. And that to me says everything about Julia Child's politics. She doesn't give a fuck about mm -hmm. social issues. All right. I, I'm sure I'm wrong. <gasps> All right, fine. I'm sure no, she cares. Right. But I like, care. I just... if you're leaning that hard on the H in whip and white, you are extremely comfortable in your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you're not wrong. Mm -hmm. Of course, she does say you need to preheat your oven to 350 and arrange your rack. Yeah, baby. Which I enjoyed. Arrange your rack. Her rack is nicely arranged. Do we like to comment on the physical appearance of people? No. Yes. Will we? Of course. <laughs> She's She is in charge. Yeah. She is in charge. She's showing up. She knows... She knows what's working on her body, and she's showing up mm -hmm. with it. And I like it. She looks I great. Like it. She knows how to dress for success. She sure does. She sure does. Can we talk about that ratty rum bottle that got like, <laughs> it's like a quarter full at best. It's like not, at best. they're not dressing the set for, again, for no. the aesthetics, barely a concern. Like any old rum bottle you got will be just fine. Dark Jamaican rum. She does specify that, but. Yeah, she got, and she got excited. Yeah. She got excited. Mm -hmm. She knows it's the good stuff. Right. Uh, that's when she tells you, uh, don't bother to, to melt your chocolate with coffee. Use We're going to use rum. Uh, this yep. shitty yep. bottle of rum that I pulled out of the backseat of my station wagon. <laughs> so uh, that's great. Now, before right before that, she talks about preparing the cake pan. Mm -hmm. She says, in, in almost all French cakes, you butter the pan. Well, I want to be like, well, in all in almost all cake recipes, yeah. you, you butter the pan. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to fight her because we've talked about olive oil cake and how important that mm -hmm. is. I don't know if you butter the olive oil cake pan. But she puts her fingers in the butter yes. and rubs it on the inside of the pan. It was vulgar. Mm -hmm. I loved mm -hmm. it. It was it was too fingers just jabbing yes. into the butter into that loose melty butter almost you know soft butter ready to melt with just a little bit of body heat and she is smacking it into that pan mm -hmm. it was porn it was porny yeah i liked it when did last tango in paris come out 
probably after 1965, 1970. Yeah, 1966. It was inspired by this cake. Clearly. Uh, I also, can we also comment on her reading glasses that just kind of go on and off and she leaves them on and she forgets and she takes them off and does she really need them or is it an affectation? We don't know. She won't tell us. She's not going to listen. Will she talk about failures, inadequacies? Of course. Is she going to tell you about her eyesight? No, that's for her. Okay. Fair enough. She then takes some flour. She's sifting it into the buttered cake pan. Why is she sifting it? Why? Uh, that was just a question. It's fine. It's fine. She had the sifter right there. That's yeah, why. I th- it just felt excessive. Sure. She needed to fill now a she shakes the, She shakes the flour around the pan and she is out of breath. <laughs> she's often she's out, of out of breath doing this show. Let's she's always clear. out of breath. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, it's very she strenuous. Is, gasping for air at mm-hmm, times mm-hmm. and you just want to say slow down mm-hmm. but she can't it's live to tape she's yeah. got to hit the time mm-hmm. and that's what i became very it, be, it became very clear to me as we were going through there there are no edits all right we've got four ounces of semi-sweet chocolate bits we're going she the bits they're not <laughs> yeah, chips the like when did like they're not chips. these chocolate bits Mm-mm. i mean she acted like this was a new fucking thing like our chocolate chips maybe it is. uh something that people didn't have in 1965 we don't have to google it i don't really care but i was oh, i I'm, was I'm Googling. she she did not call them chocolate chips and then i'm like is chocolate okay. chips a uh trademarked term at some point in 1965 I don't know, but what I can tell you is that in 1937 they were created, okay. and so she's feigning uh, ignorance. You know, it's thirty thirty years later. Maybe it's still newfangled. I don't know. I don't know. Is she like a Hilaria Baldwin? Like, how do you say chocolate? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Mm. That's exactly right. She's married to one of the Baldwin mm-hmm. brothers. She never mentions mm-hmm. it. She never mentions it, but it's the, it's the scary one. That's it's, it's the champ, the, the real the real uh, QAnon uh, Baldwin brother. Mm. All right, mm-hmm. she melts. She this is where she goes into as you've discussed. She goes into the hey, you can melt it in uh, coffee. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to do that. You could do it in water. Fuck I'm not going to do that. Brothers. We're going to do rum. Mm-hmm. We're going to do rum. She says it's so important to do it well. You want it soft and melty. And soft and melty velvety. becomes a velvety. Oh, perfect. That is her word for this episode. Mm-hmm. I think if she put a vision board together for this episode, it would be soft and velvety. Mm-hmm. Those would be the words that we see. Mm-hmm. She takes some water. Um, takes some water until boiling, she says. Take it off the heat. Place a pan, a thin bottom pan, thank you, mm-hmm. with uh, the chocolate in it and rub it around with a spatula. And we watch her do that. Yeah. And that's fun. I had a lot that of anxiety fun. in that step. Um, Tell me why. Th- everything I have been taught about chocolate. And like I, I'll say, I'm not a pastry chef. Pastry was not my favorite part of cooking school. And I don't do fine, a lot of baking fine. and that kind of stuff. But I do know what I know. And one of the things that I was taught was a... Uh, if you get liquid in with your chocolate, that it's going to seize up when you try and melt it. Uh, so I think maybe that's an exaggeration. That's wrong because she didn't. Her shit did not seize. Um, and then also, when you're melting chocolate over a double boiler, which she essentially was, you're supposed to keep the the uh, chocolate in the in the pan. You're supposed to keep that pan. 
from touching the water because again, like the the, the temperature will raise too quickly and you you oh risk uh, scorching or seizing your chocolate. She did not give a yeah. fuck. She had her chocolate right down yeah. in that hot water and she did not care. I also was like, yeah. I, I don't know what her countertop was made of, but she took a hot pan and put it right on her countertop. I'm assuming it's wood. <laughs> I was shocked. Yeah, I think this is like oh a pre-linoleum uh, phase of American life. So, I, you know, I figured she knows what she's doing, but I was like, that is balls. Um, anyway, nothing seized. Nothing, there were no problems. So I appreciate that I learned that you don't have to be so fucking uptight about chocolate every second of your life. Right. Thanks, Julia. She's just saying... Yeah, she just said, just don't put on direct heat. It can't take the burner. Right, right. And and it can't take the burner, yes. and it's not going to melt the way it's going to be bits, and then the, it won't blend. Mm-hmm. It won't blend into the cake, and God damn it, that's what we're after is a velvety cake. They, she then uh, talks about the flour needing to be measured, mm-hmm. and she told us before that it was flour, then all of a sudden she announces it's cake flour. Well, holy fuck me. Okay, yeah. cake flour. That's a little Big different, difference. isn't it? She says... You know, we don't want additives in there. We don't want any baking baking powder, baking soda in there. We just want cake flour. Fine. Then she gets into measuring it, and she we need three quarters of a cup. So she says you 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 take a half cup and a quarter cup, and you put it on top of wax paper. And I'm like, where are we going with Mm, this? mm -hmm. Then she and she she says, ah, it's a big deal. Lots of lots of opinions about how to measure flour. And I and like I'm flashing forward to Ina Garden. Yeah, there are. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is a big deal how do you measure your flour do you scoop it do you stir it and spoon it are you scooping what are you doing what are you doing well here's what she's doing she's putting a whole bunch of flour into a little hand sifter and then cranking it on top of each of the measuring cups until they're overflowing and then you scrape off the excess onto the wax paper and put it back into the cake flour container Mm -hmm. thoughts Lori, go uh, I love it. It's uh, it keeps it from being too uh, having too much flour, which is going to make for a tough cake. Uh, I love the little sifter that she had. It's I I want it. Yeah. Um, I and yeah. then it's nice. I love you know if it were chemistry class and you were taking product out of a container and then putting it back into the container, I would say not great, not great form, Julia. But it's flour. Right. It's not that big a deal. Um, it's her house. It's fine. I mean, it's not, but it is. It's her studio. Yeah. So I like that she's not wasting food, you know, that she's collecting the flour on a clean surface that's easy to transfer it back into the uh, into the container. So I got no complaints. It was a it was a nice little thing that she did. It was it was uh, old school. She says to uh there's a point at which you have to whip through everything once you start get to this point it goes very quickly and you can just whip through the recipe just whip whip <laughs> yeah whip yeah so and and we are at that point let's see if we can't help her go faster okay All we right. could also ourselves go faster we will not uh, we will not every recap mm. podcast episode has to be twice as long if not longer than the actual episode itself that yeah. is a rule yeah. that is a rule okay. look it up all right she does say the rest of the recipe the rest of the recipe should go quickly i wish this is where she had tied in see why it's so important that you have all of your ingredients laid out because we got to do these things fast she does make mention of that she would have forgotten to add uh, a certain element later mm-hmm. uh, had it not been on her mise en place uh 
but she didn't call them Eaton Plums. All right, so we're gonna cream the butter and the sugar together. You're gonna take four ounces of soft unsalted butter. She's really into the texture of butter. Mm -hmm. And I, I wish she had had more time to talk about different textures of butter. She doesn't have time. Yeah. Um, she does not have time to stop and chit chat yeah. today. She's gotta go. She says, creaming the butter with the flour, she meant sugar. She's not correcting herself. Let's go. I love the old fashioned mixer, which I'm sure was actually a newfangled yeah. mixer at the time, but uh, this was what my mother had. I think it was a wedding gift and she was married in 1969. So that tracks uh, a very similar yeah. thing with the, with the glass uh, Pyrex bowl uh, nice. and the just inefficient motor yeah. that, you know, got very hot and uh, smelled yes. like And the thin parts. beaters, the very yes. thin beaters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're barely touching the food. Mm -hmm. It's going to take a while for this to get done. Yeah. Uh, hello, Sunbeam. We had a Sunbeam mixer. Mm -hmm. And we live near a Sunbeam outlet in huh. Fort Wayne, Indiana. Would we go to the Sunbeam outlet? Of course we mm. would. Of course we would. To get parts mm. for the mixer. All right. So listen, we've, we're creaming the butter and the sugar. Uh, she says it's very, she does a very quick creaming. She's talking about, oh, this, this came together so fast. Uh, look. And I'm like, that's, that's too soon. Like that was 10 seconds. Yeah. Like cream a little longer. Lori. I'm, nope. Lori? No, I will not be drawn in to then be shamed. Uh, that's, <laughs> I can't do it. It was too fast of a cream. Too fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she adds the egg yolks. She's like, let's beat those together. Great. And then she says, now you can do all that ahead of time. Folks, we've done nothing. Yeah. We have done nothing. This is not work yet. Yeah. We've done well, almost we nothing. Have the sugar. You can do that ahead I mean, of time. we have melted the, the chocolate separately. So not you're nothing. Right. Okay. But it's like if you're exhausted all by right. creaming these two things together and you need to like go watch a soap opera and take a quaalude like maybe just get it just buy a cake at the grocery store that's fine that's fine yeah. or take a quaalude and make some cake yeah. do what you need to do yeah. all right if you're gonna if you're going to beat it by hand she says you break up the butter and place it over hot water if it's too cold and then you beat until it's melty enough and then you put it over cold water with ice in it to beat it together i don't yeah, know what she's talking about what much. is happening Lori? Like, just calm down it's just do you not have I, a refrigerator? I, Fuck off. I love all of her tips. That She's just running out of time. Yeah. She talks about it's so important to have, we're going to get into the egg whites now. She has an extra bowl. She wants you to have an extra bowl so that you don't have to take your mixture out and then wash your beaters and your extra bowl to whip egg whites. Mm -hmm. So everybody get an extra bowl for egg whites. Lori, your thoughts. Yeah, that was, I mean, that's a very important step. She doesn't really ever say why, but the truth is if there is fat at any kind of fat at all in with the egg any whites, kind. it will impede their mm -hmm. um, volumizing, their structure building. Absolutely. Uh, like, uh, you know, it's like when you, this is gross, but when you like take your finger and wipe it on the side of your greasy nose and stick it into a, uh, a beer that's got a foamy head and you and the foam disperses immediately that's the that's the effect of the fat on the on the aerated uh liquid who, who would ever do have you ever done yeah. that that is disgusting oh my god i can't believe Lori. sorry i don't know Lori. i don't know who taught me you that or why i don't even drink beer anymore but uh i know it works try it you have 
Oh. Did I tend bar for years? No, I didn't. Wouldn't that be terrible? I was like, this is my secret. <laughs> uh, anyway, we can. We All can right. Cut that if out. any of you have ever, please, if you have ever, ever put your finger on your gross, oily nose, and I want you to know, I've got a gross, oily nose. I can see it shining on our Zoom. I don't care. I don't care. But you know what I don't do? I don't put my finger on it and then stick it in somebody's beer. I would not right, do that. fine. You're better than me. I wouldn't even put it into their cake. You know what else could make your egg whites fall? Uh, shoving your fingers in butter and buttering your cake pan yeah. and then cooking the rest of this. Yeah, so, clean hands, you know, dry hands. Wa- wash your hands. Yeah, yeah. Wash your hands. Stop shoving them in... in creamy butter all right then she starts slowly with the egg whites she says it's going to take a minute or two on moderate speed she don't we see this in real time it's kind of fun um they begin to foam and then she forgets what she's doing and she turns the speed up quite a bit Mm -hmm. and then she remembers oh no i have to put in the cream of tartar Mm -hmm. so she takes it back down right and then she says add add some cream of tartar a pinch of salt and then that's when we can start beating harder Mm -hmm. love that julia Mm -hmm. let's go she cranks that fucker up and then she's saying, okay, well, we can do this, but you can't overbeat them, like chill out because we don't want them to be dry. Yeah. So we want moist, velvety, Jesus. <sighs> so then she says they're starting to take their shape in the bowl, which I thought was a really good cue. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you know when you're getting close? Are they holding their shape within the bowl? I thought was a really nice cue as opposed to these soft peaks, medium peaks. Like, I don't, what is a soft peak? I mean, I have an idea from personal life experience but what is what what's too far with with uh with these eggs and i love it when they're holding their shape in the bowl mm-hmm. you're getting really close mm-hmm. so then she said we're going to add in two tablespoons of sugar for some added stiffness okay yeah yeah uh and then she puts she blends that or she she uh, mixes that together whisks it whisk. together and then she whisk and then she puts in a spatula. Yeah. And she says, okay, now look at this. Right. She's very excited. Lori, do you remember this moment and did it stand out to you? It did because uh, she used a, a phrase that irritated me. She says, now the egg whites mm. are in the spatula. And I'm like, bitch, they are on the spatula. <laughs> there is nothing inside about a fucking spatula. Uh, and it, I just, as a, as a real didactic asshole, that just irritated me. Um, mm-hmm. so, but it was, it was a nice moment and I ruined it because that's my, uh, what I do in life. And then the other, yeah. uh, thing that she said right after that, uh, which also irritated me, but also was to me another like real indicator of, of class and cast was she said, yeah. and now we will get to the chocolate and so forth. And that phrase and so forth, it's, it's triggered mm-hmm. something in me, a class rage that I didn't know I had. Uh, yeah, I, I don't want to get too deep into it, but I, it made me, it made me hate her. I don't know. It just, it just seemed like such a country club, Greenwich, Connecticut Mm -hmm. turn Mm -hmm. of phrase that, uh, made me hate her for just a second. Yeah. I think, you know, when you've loved someone Mm -hmm. for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And then you come back and look at them with fresh eyes and you're like, oh, it was there all along. Mm -hmm. I just didn't see it. Mm -hmm. I just didn't see it. Uh, This doesn't. This is Julia where she's a pro. She's no she knows what she's doing. She is very out of breath Mm -hmm. doing it. 
but she knows exactly what she's doing to create this show. And it doesn't feel fresh anymore. Okay. Do you think that's me as the watcher or do you think that's her in the middle of a series run? Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't understand why now you're having an existential crisis about it. Uh, I guess I'm just trying to create conflict okay. <laughs> on our podcast cool. and doing a fake reflective moment. Uh, okay. And maybe you could just play along with it. Uh, let's have a meta right. conflict. So then she says, so then she says that, listen, it's time to get going with our chocolate and so forth. Uh, and so forth. Was that the phrase, yeah, Lori? Yeah, yeah. Just say mm-hmm. it anytime just to activate my... Thanks. <laughs> yep, yep. Your rage? Yep. Good. I can do that. So she says if it's gotten lumpy, you take a teaspoon of the warm water and add it in. If it's hard and granular, you're going to have a hard time mixing it into the batter. So then she says, make sure that once it's nice and, nice and smooth and velvety, that it's also tepid so it doesn't scramble your eggs, mm-hmm. which I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's a good visual. Then they they mix all that shit together and into the cake batter. And she says, now it's time to add the almonds. She has pulverized almonds, mm-hmm. which she's saying that's probably really hard for you dum-dums to find. Yeah. Uh, my word's not hers, but certainly tone is a, is appropriate. And then she says, if you can't find them, then you can bring them up and you can uh, bring them up in your blender and, or you can get a nut pulverizer. Lori, talk about a nut pulverizer. Yeah. Well, I've had a couple notes here. First of all, uh, in between the chocolate and the almonds, she does wipe her hand on her, on her flank. Uh, despite no. the fact that she's got a she towel. She did a butt wipe yeah, again. She's got a <gasps> towel hanging off her waist, but she cannot help herself and she wipes her hand on her flank we've all done it no judgments uh yeah so then she's talking about you can buy a nut grinder or you can uh Mm -hmm. grind them up in your blender and i'm like there is no way that a 1967 blender with a barbie corvette engine is grinding fucking whole almonds like you are out of your mind lady if you think that is a job for a blender uh but you know, God bless her. Giving it, giving people hope. I guess. I guess ground almonds were, were a sort of novelty and a delicacy and a strange, new, wondrous thing in 1965. And to be honest, like they're not that easy to find. You know, I go to the Price Chopper no, in Delhi. They, they probably don't have ground fucking almonds, or they they do, and they're rancid, not. and they're like twelve dollars. Well, and she says, you know, in Europe and in France, they they use a lot of ground nuts, yeah. right? And uh, you can find them everywhere, which is great. I mean, good for them. There are also things in, you know, Boston that they don't have in Europe, but she's not making a show about that. Right. So I guess that would just be my point, uh, which and so forth. But let's get back to this show. Uh, she does cut. Call call it a nut pulverizer, and I enjoyed mm-hmm. that. She said you want to add a quarter teaspoon of almond extract, and whenever you're making something with almonds, you want to add almond extract to really bring out the flavor, which I don't think is bringing out the flavor. I think it's adding flavor. Mm-hmm. Like, that is that is the flavor. I don't think the flavor's coming from the nuts. It's coming from the extract. Agreed. Then you add the flour. Uh, you, put the, you put that in last, she says, because you can find out that it's... Okay, she's going down a path. She says, you put that in last, because if you find that it's too stiff... Well, I'll tell you... What you can do about that later. Like, and then she moves on and she never tells you what you can do about it later. Yeah. Fine. She shows that the butter's very soft. Ah, uh, we've mm-hmm. a, we've achieved soft and velvety. She is exhausted. Yeah. She is panting. 
She cannot, she cannot catch her breath. I don't know if it's adrenaline or exhaustion. Both are tiring. Mm. Then she says it's time to fold in the egg whites. Lori, how are you on following this? Where are you? Are you are you still with Julia or are you tuning out? Yeah, no, I'm 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 with her. And I think that of all of the the things that she's trying to teach, I think the folding, uh, what is she called it? The folding business is probably yes. the most effective technique that she uh, communicates. And it's and it's very Absolutely. important. I mean, the idea is there's no baking powder in this cake. The egg whites are with their cream of tartar and their little bit of sugar are doing the entire job of maintaining uh, and leavening the structure of this cake. So it's very important that you not just mix them in and deflate them, but that you fold them in. And so she starts with a quarter of them just to loosen up the batter with the egg whites and then the rest of them get gently folded and she teaches you how to do it. It's not uh, intuitive, so it's important to learn it. Um, so I, I was, I was right. very with her on the folding because I, I do feel like it's a very important thing. Um, the bowl she, was a. F- she didn't shut. Oh, go, 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 the go! Yes, I've got notes on the bowl. Fucking mess! It was so <laughs> gross. Like she did not have that thing where it's like you could, you know, like take your spatula and get all the shit so it doesn't look like a, a vomitorium. But she doesn't do yeah. that. She lets it just be an absolute dirty disaster of a bowl. Now she is, I have notes, she's verbally going over the ingredients because she's not going to shortcut the folding, mm-hmm. which I thought was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Now we would get that sped up or we would have a couple of uh, folding strokes and then we'd say, now here it is all folded together. Right. Uh, so you got to swap, what is that, a swap in, swap out, whatever. Sure. Um, fine. fine. Uh, she's going to fold all of the egg whites in there mm-hmm. and she doesn't want to see any egg whites. Mm-hmm. And so she's going to fucking make sure that you see her do that Mm -hmm. because it's so important to her so to kill time she starts listing all the ingredients back out she said in case you missed it before here are the ingredients again nothing comes up on screen right they don't have any graphics that come up because there are tv graphics at that point Mm -hmm. because we've seen the name of her show and we've seen hill hill brothers or hills brothers or whatever the fuck those brothers are from san francisco and then you better jot those down she says you might want to jot these down great oh her bowl looks like a war zone it really looked like people had been shot Mm -hmm. murdered and then wiped on the inside (laughs) of her bowl and she's just down below just stirring it all together Mm -hmm. and all right she then is done and she she takes she takes it and she she says uh okay then uh, then when you're done with that spatula, that what's left on the spatula is for the cook. It says so in the recipe, she says. It doesn't. She's lying. Uh, and then she gives it a big tongue lick. Full, flat side of the tongue. Lori, thoughts? That, I mean, when I, was, I my note says, when she wide tongues that spatula, and I've got like <laughs> approximately 150 exclamation points. <laughs> She goes to fucking town on that spatula. I'm like, let me start again. When she wide tongues that spatula, it is uh-huh. carnal. It is it is an outtake is. from the WAP video. Like, it is so intense. Anyway. I, I got to tell you, it both repulsed me and brought me right back in. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I, it was fingers in the butter. Tongue on the spatula, mm-hmm. 
It's it's a lot. And I love it. She wants you to know that she fucks. She fucks. She's she's also in charge. And I think that's where you we're losing some of her authority in this episode that she had last Mm -hmm. time with a lot of confidence and authority that was quiet here. It feels like she's trying to catch up to the recipe Mm. or she's trying to beat the timeline as opposed to being, being the authority that we need. And maybe that's why I'm exhausted by Mm. it because she doesn't feel as in charge as I want her to be. Mm -hmm. But when she does shit, like, you know, it says it in the recipe, like we know she's joking, but she doesn't even say it as a joke. She just flat out says it like it says so in the it says it in the recipe and then that big aggressive tongue lick it was like we're yeah you know whose house this is Julia's yeah. it is she does I it I want to give her credit she does take the the licked spatula and put it in the sink and reach for a clean spatula thank God and I had to go I back. didn't expect that of her <laughs> but <laughs> I appreciate it I appreciate it uh, maybe somebody talked then to her she, after the beef bourguignon where she. Just put her mouth all over everything. Yeah, Mouth all over the bourguignon. Uh, she then adds the batter to the pan. She slaps it on the countertop to get rid of the air bubbles. And she bakes it. Thank God she's got yes. one ready to go. Yeah. Otherwise, I thought we were just going to watch it bake. <laughs> it's, woo, we could have done a few more of those shortcuts or swap outs that I would have really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. The cake, she says, and she gets her face right down by it. And I love that for her. Mm. Uh, she shakes it a little bit. And she said the cake should shake. Just a little bit, right? And then she gives really good tips about the toothpick test. Did that stand out to you, Lori? Sure. Yeah, it was, it was. uh thought they were good. Yeah. yeah. It was like on, on the outside, like put it toward the outside uh, near the pan and it should be done. The toothpick should come out clean. Put it in the middle and a little bit of batter yeah. should be on there. Not a lot, a little bit. Then she said, she tells a story about how she took one out too soon. I don't think this is true. <laughs> But she took one out too soon. She said she let it cool down. It wasn't done. So she put it back in the oven. She said, listen, you got to bring it up to temperature. So it had to be in there for 20 minutes. Mm. But then took it out and it was exactly the right way that she wanted it. Mm -hmm. I like that tip. I like it. I don't think that actually happened to her, but I enjoy it so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little troubleshooting. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. She also tells us that I have a friend who made this cake in June and served it in February. And from the freezer, everyone said, and everyone said it was it was wonderful. Is that what she said? And yeah. ev- everyone said it was perfectly delicious. Yeah. I mean, okay. What are they gonna say? I mean, I don't. What would you say if someone it tastes like hot dogs? Okay, yeah, it's beginning of pandemic, <laughs> and someone brings out their cake that they had frozen the whole time. What would you say? You'd say, well, this is wonderful. Thank you so mm-hmm. much. Yeah. Because you're just grateful to see another human yes. at this point. You're just grateful for cake. Yeah. Always, always grateful for cake. It's not perfectly delicious. Your right. friend is a fucking idiot. Right. Uh, they believe that. Uh, All right. <laughs> we are not done. And it, this is when it feels like, oh, God, it should be done. Yeah. Now, she says she you have to let it cool for 10 minutes. It will sink down. You run a knife around the edge to get it out of the pan. She flips it out on the rack. Lori, what happens? It doesn't come out the first time around. Which I like also, I was you know. Happy, yeah. I was so happy, mm-hmm. and then she's like, "If you buttered it really well, it should come out." And she's telling you, "You saw my fingers in the butter. You know this is going to come out. Yeah. Do not doubt me. I finger fucked this pan mm-hmm. with butter. Mm-hmm. It's going to come out, and it does. Yeah, it does. on the second and try. Felt, 
I loved it. Mm-hmm. I loved it. And she talks about the size of the cake, and she does a little bit of size shaming of Americans for the for their big fat cakes mm-hmm. compared to to the French. It's like, okay, Julia, we right. get it, we get it, we get it. I understand. She talks about uh, chocolate and butter glaze, butter butter glaze, and then she corrects herself glaze. I appreciated that from our earlier slip up on on cake. She says, here's the here's the frosting or icing thing she or glaze. Okay. It's melted more melted chocolate, which she's kind of pre-melted with two two tablespoons of rum. And then you're gonna add in six tablespoons of softened butter, one tablespoon at a time. She says that butter softens the chocolate. I don't know. Is that right? I think it loosens it. I think uh, it makes it more spreadable. Mm. I wouldn't say it like softens Fine. it exactly, but it, it makes it yeah. a, a more velvety texture. Velvety. Um, yeah. Yes. Uh, she's very excited about the glaze is what I want to say about that. She loves the glaze. And, she has no time for this glaze. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, and then she says it's a cake for all occasions, as we said before. Mm. She says it would do wonders for a committee meeting. And I'm like, can you imagine? Again, it's it feels like a <laughs> feels like a dog whistle. It feels like. I am a lady who is on committees of the type at which we serve a fancy fucking cake. Um, It's it's not a dog whistle at all. It's just a it's a relic. It makes it feel like a relic of a bygone era in which uh, ladies, let's be honest, it was ninety nine point nine percent ladies sitting on committees like the Junior League and the fucking debutantes and the Garden Committee and the whatever ladies golf league uh, serving cake and um, yeah no you're completely right you're completely right there's a there's a language of the pbs viewer Mm -hmm. that she's she's very attuned to especially within boston she knows who her audience is unfortunately she is having a hard time with this glaze Mm. uh it's real bad Mm -hmm. it's really bad how it all turns out she says oh if it's too soft you can beat it over ice water which we heard before and now she shows us so she brings out a pan of or a bowl of ice water that's that's clear so we can see what's in it it's water and it's ice she says if it's not um firming up then you you stir it over the ice water and she takes a beat and you hear like you can hear and see in the in the silence she realizes it's just not coming together Mm -hmm. and i wonder if somebody's you know floor directors off to the side going just like fucking wrap it up (laughs) pour it over the cake we gotta see a pour we won't know where how to put it on so it is it is um tomato soup thickness at this point it should not be mm-hmm. we've seen that it should be kind of a clingy glaze she puts it on a rack over a, a, a little pan and then she she pours the icing over the uh, over the cake and i just said it's runny as fuck mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then she says you know spread it all around make sure everything's covered it's not covered we can see her cake is not covered she can't see it because it's facing the camera but all we can see is her flaws yeah yeah. And I guess I like that. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It felt human. Like, hey, you think you've got yourself all covered. You think you're in charge. And sometimes you've got spots that just haven't been covered with glaze. Yeah. Lori, speak on that. Uh, I'll, I'll say no. <laughs> Ditto. But no, I'll, I will say quite honestly, I didn't notice that. Yeah. I didn't notice. You didn't? I was okay. very, maybe all I was right. taking notes and I was, I was, I was caught up in the yeah, committee yeah, yeah. thing, but I also was caught up on the. The declarative at the end of when she says, it's the best cake you've ever tasted. 
emphasis, yeah, it's hard not. emphasis on you've. It, you've, it did, honestly, you've. it looked delicious. I would eat the fuck out of that cake. And, of course um, I would. But I thought of it was a little I would eat that cake. presumptuous. But again, yeah. she's an authority. She needs to have a point of view. So go for her. Also, I was like, where's the champagne and coffee? Where's the party? Yeah, it doesn't. It never came through. doesn't show up. Now, she does set that cake from pouring the tomato soup on top. She does put it on a plate. And then she starts putting whole blanched almonds on top of it. This is when she lectures us about the French and their ground up nuts. Yeah. Fine. Right. Fine. Guess what? Your whole nuts look terrible. They look terrifying. She never puts the slivered almonds or, you know, the split almonds into the side of the cake. We don't know how they got they there. They would have slid the right first off. Cake. No one knows. No one knows. So she's out of time. We can tell that she's out of time. Mm-hmm. The 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 glaze didn't set up. She's pouring soup on top. She doesn't have time to do all the decorative almonds. Thank God, yeah. honestly. Yeah, yeah. Who wants 20 fucking almonds on top of a cake just sitting there? Uh, blanched. Like, who? come on. Yeah. And then where are the ones stuffed in the sides? All of this is a fraud. We know it. Mm-hmm. It's not the best cake we've ever had. We absolutely would eat it. Mm-hmm. She thinks this is the best cake you've ever tasted. And that's all there is for today on The French Chef. This is Julia Child. Bon appetit. She's out. (laughs) Out. She doesn't taste it. She does not take a bite. You know why? Because that's a fucking trash cake that she just Mm. made for us. Yeah. Well, she ran out of time. It's an embarrassment. She ran out of time. She ran out of time. We do not get to have the coffee and champagne party. We do get to see, you know, Hills Brothers at the end. Mm -hmm. Polaroid at the end. Mm -hmm. We get to see a glimpse of the pretty cake that we saw at the beginning. It's not pretty, mm-hmm. uh, but it's prettier than the one she just made. And it's uh, sitting in front of some champagne flutes and a bottle of champagne. Unopened. Yeah. Unopened. And then that's the end of the episode. Lori, let's rate this. What did we rate it out of last time? Whoops. I, I believe so, yeah. we, we, we rated it out of five whips last time. Five whips, just hands down, mm-hmm. phenomenal. Lori, can you rate this one and why? Uh, I'm gonna still give it five whips because uh, she's leaned so hard into her not silent H's. Uh, she yes. she did teach a lot of technique in a short amount of time. Yes, and I agree. And you know, by by moving ahead with her less than perfect cake, she's like, look. I mean, there's nothing I like better than than when somebody shares their flaws and their fears and their doubts and their warts and all. And somebody that I look up to and admire. And when they sure. are honest about the fact that they are just as big a piece of shit as anybody else. So right. five. Five, five for five you? Five whips. Whips. Lori, I, I hear everything you're saying. Agree with so much of it. I'm going to say four whips. All right. That's fair whips and the reason why is time management right and she i think she there's there's something when i was learning shakespeare in college uh where one of my teachers said and i didn't bother to investigate if she was right or not but she said everything is about usurpation um you know somebody claiming authority that they don't have or somebody giving up authority that they should not give up and i think she gave up her authority to time mm-hmm. and and so i see this as one of the lesser shakespearean plays this episode um still very very good mm-hmm. it's an as you like mm-hmm. it and you can fight me if that's a lesser or not you know it's 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 no you know 
Oh, what's my favorite one? Silence of the Lambs is probably mm-hmm. my favorite Shakespearean mm-hmm. play. Um, but this is like an As You Like It, where you're like, this was fun. I don't know what I added up to. It's no Merchant of Venice, right? Where you're terrified of the entire thing um, and feeling awful. Um, but she gave up her authority to the clock. Yeah. And you know what? That's a tragedy. That is a tragedy, and that's what happens in every Shakespearean play. That's a tragedy. You give up your power, or you try to take power. Mm. Is she Macbeth? No. Is she the opposite of Macbeth? Absolutely. Absolutely. So think about that. And it's four. Still very, very good. I want to see her back in charge, owning her place, owning her whips, owning just let's clean the mixing bowl a tiny bit just clean the sides off don't mm-hmm. make me see that shit mm-hmm. i didn't ask for mm-hmm. it and let's think about almonds right let's think about almonds in what way do we need them well how are we pre- how are we presenting almonds are we presenting almonds in their best light should whole almonds really end up on top of a cake what about people's tooth enamel who am i actually serving this to at a committee can their enamel stand up to this hygiene mm-hmm. you know dental hygiene isn't what it what it is now um in the 1960s there's just a lot to think when man of la mancha came out were they serving almonds on top of cake i guess i'd ask you that you know? Yeah. And the answer is they shouldn't be, but they were. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you lost me at Shakespeare. I just took a nap. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing four, Hamlet four in whips. the movie theater when it came out in, was it 90, 91? Was it with Mel Gibson? Did Mel Gibson play Mel Hamlet? Gibson. Oh, oh was, our, our best Hamlet. Our best Hamlet. I was like, I have never been so bored in a movie theater in my life. Sure. Uh, sure. Yeah, sorry. It's a good thing I never... Okay, so you're saying this is Hamlet? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> this is like, this is half an episode of the Brady Bunch. Come on. Fine, fine. Which itself is, you know, well, all of the Shakespeare plays. It's all of them. Absolutely. Okay, let's talk about what our next... Uh, did I enjoy this? Absolutely. Of course, of course. It was a riot. It was a riot. Well, from the very beginning. 5-5 five, five watchability. 4-5 whips. Mm, mm-hmm. All right. Let's talk about the last of The French Chef. Season 10. Lori, oh. are you enjoying watching these or not? I am. I Oh, my God. I'm looking. I'm just looking at the titles of these. Um... I am enjoying it. I, I don't know that I would sit and watch like I would never binge them, but uh, I no, I could having not having had no experience with them. Like you know, I mean, I've, you know, these were all made before we were born, or most of them. But uh, yeah, almost. I um, yes, I am enjoying it. I like that they're snappy. Um, yeah, it's yeah. it's. I'm 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 surprised it to be learning things. Uh, oh my god, some of these title names are so good oh it's not our last episode but uh season 10 episode 14 two dollar banquet oh my god yeah i think we gotta go there that the last one is puff pastry to go should we watch the last episode puff pastry to go or two dollar banquet you choose two dollar banquet because either's fine two dollar banquet i want to say i i'm guessing that she's not 
I don't know. I guess I guess I'll watch the last episode so, so that I'll know for sure. But I'm guessing that she's not. She may not know that this is her last episode. She may not be doing a whole goodbye mm. thing. She may be mm-hmm. still operating under the assumption that she's going to get picked up, and she has yet to she's have by. that yeah. difficult conversation with the Tweety gentleman in the in the front office at uh, PBS, who's like, "Sorry, uh-huh. lady, you out." Um, You're out. But so- now the date on this is January first, nineteen seventy three, which is right before my birthday. That's exciting. Oh. Uh, that's exciting. There is also an episode called "Kids Want to Cook," and that sounds awful, but I'll probably watch it. Yeah. Uh, but also there is this is where <laughs> there's oh they really for working guys and gals like I'm sure there's so much mm. class warfare. So I'm going to watch that one too. Uh, and yeah. ham transformation just sounds like, uh, you know, <laughs> a daily, a daily travail for me. So, oh, I like this one. I like these two. Mm. Sudden company. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and to to ragu a goose. Mm. To ragu a goose. Um, yeah, I might I might watch more of these than than I'll admit to. Uh Maybe we would binge these. Uh, maybe. Maybe we would. Now we're in color next next yeah, time. Very exciting. All right. Um, Lori, one recommendation, if you would. What have you been reading, watching, enjoying? Uh, I have been listening to the audio book of The Lying Life of Adults by Elena Ferrante. And it's read by hmm. Marissa Tomei. And it is Oh, nice. So good. It is so good. Like, I, yeah, I just, you know, I don't know what to say about it. She does extraordinary. I mean, she's an extraordinary actor, so this is not a surprise that she does a good job reading this book. But it's um, it's very, uh, it's very sexy. It's very funny. It's terrifying. It is so fucking Italian, yet it's the English translation uh yeah the lying life of adults as read by marissa tomei love it great big recommendation i am going to recommend i have to pause uh lupin lupin on uh netflix it's a french thriller ish you know you've got the 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 sly thief Mm -hmm. the gentleman thief Mm -hmm. um Played by, I believe his name is Omar Sy. I mm-hmm. love him. S Y. That I would say Sy. I don't know how you're supposed to pronounce sure. it. Sure. Uh, I love him. I love him. I love this show. It is it the best show? No, it's not. It's not. Is it fun? Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's just smart enough. Um, I, I. It's I don't. I shouldn't say just smart enough. It's smart enough to be enjoyable without being hard to watch mm-hmm. um and that felt really really nice this last week uh as karen and i watched it mm. it was it's just it's a delight uh and as i've said before the entire entire um cast and the characters of of lupin are now my family excellent so i like that excellent yet yeah. i like that trending on netflix get it get it it's it's absolutely worth your time so bingeable five up five episodes or so do it Great. if you if you have Netflix. Don't subscribe to Netflix for mm-hmm. it. Like it's not that good. No. It's not that good. It's good. You know what not to watch? The Tiger Woods documentary. Let me wrap it up in a couple of words. Uh, Tiger had a problem with his dad. Okay, now you know everything. Cool. 
There you go. <laughs> Would you like that to be told to you like once every 30 seconds? You know, his relationship with his dad was a little awkward. Uh, his dad was uh, really became, made him the person he was. Maybe that wasn't great. Mm. Uh, he had a hard time with his dad. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think Tiger Woods is really great, but his dad was a problem. Like that is the entire document. Wow. Now you're all caught wow. up. Yeah, people need to stop blaming. Well, A, dads, get your shit together. B, everyone stop blaming oh, his dad your dad. was psycho. Okay. His dad, his dad was real psycho. Mm -hmm. Dude needed therapy. Mm -hmm. Let's move sure. on. Sure. Right? Did, Got it. Yeah. Got it. He needed therapy. There you go. He needed to work through mm -hmm. it. He didn't. Who doesn't? Who doesn't need therapy? Thank you. Who doesn't need therapy? We all do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Call your therapist. Call your therapist. If you don't have a therapist, I don't know. What do, what do they do? What, what oh, are you people... can go into, uh, yeah, if you don't have a therapist and want one, I think you can go into uh, psychology today and they have listing of, of local therapists. Okay. So get on yeah. it, folks. Yeah. There or you even go. just if read, you if, you, if you feel like, if you cannot uh, afford a therapist at this time, which is completely understandable because a lot of people are out of yeah. work, just read the articles yep. on psychology today. You might find something that resonates with you. That's enough. Yeah. That's enough. Yeah. Uh, or DM me. I'll oh, help. That's, you don't want to do that. Don't do that. Oh, sure. I'm qualified. Okay, great. Great. Yeah, definitely DM Chris for all of your emotional support <laughs> needs. That'll work out. And then when you've done that, DM me and tell me how it went. <laughs> great. Lori, we're going to fish up with Julia Child next time. And we'll also announce who, our, who we're going to watch for our next cooking show. Right. I think people will be very surprised uh -oh. okay. who we're watching next. Uh -oh. I know I will no, you be. You already know. You pick, you pick, you pick the person, I Lori. I do not remember. <laughs> okay. All right. So I will I be surprised. Be, it, you will be surprised. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to this little mini series on Julia Child and her first show. Talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.